Girl said you hallelujah. Girl said you hallelujah. Girl said you hallelujah. Cause uptown funk don't give it to you. Cause uptown funk don't give it to you. Cause uptown funk don't give it to you. Saturday night and we in the spot. Don't believe me, just watch. Hey, so we're live with uh, the latest episode of the Softy and Hot Vlogger podcast. We missed last week, a lot of stuff going on, Thursday game and all that good stuff. But Dave, um, this is pretty timely. Uh, there's news coming out about the Seahawks and, and about their injury situation on the offensive line. Yep. Like maybe we should start there. Um, you know, what? Where, where are you at? Where's your head at right now um, heading into this game against the Browns and uh, well, with, with the injury news we've heard? Well, you're ripping off an old softy staple. Where's your head at? Uh, you know, kind of looking to see what the fans take is and what your mindset's like. And first of all, good to talk to you, man. That Rams game feels like it was six months ago, by the way. It was so, so damn long ago. It feels like, yeah. yeah, since we've spoken. But, I mean, I actually, with the news about Dwayne Brown and Ethan Posick and DJ Fluker, uh, first of all, I think the Brown thing is going to be a while. Uh, it sounds to me like Dwayne Brown is going to be out maybe a month, if not even longer than that, with the biceps injury. I saw your tweet about that. I totally agree. So this this is probably something we should prepare for <clears throat> long term. And I wonder if the Seahawks after this weekend, depending on how George Fant plays, will consider maybe going after uh, another option at, at left tackle. So I think this is a pretty big week for the future of that position in Seattle. Keep in mind, Dwayne's all, he's 34 years old, right? And they, they acquired him midway through the season two years ago. So we'll see what happens this weekend. But I, I'm not as down on it as other people are. I think Jamarco Jones was a pleasant surprise guard in the Ram game. And I also think that George Fant is as ready as he's ever been to play left tackle in the NFL. I mean, just remember where he was a couple of years ago when he had barely played football. He was raw. His footwork was terrible. He had no idea what he was doing. He was bouncing back and forth, right tackle, left tackle. So I think George Fant is as prepared as he's been to, to, uh, to do something like this on, on Sunday. The concern, I guess, for me, Brian, is the depth. If anybody gets hurt in this game on Sunday, which almost certainly somebody's going to have to leave the game at some point on the offensive line, Mike Dupati's injury history is a huge factor for this game on, on Sunday. I mean, Jordan Ruse and Jordan Hunt, or excuse me, Joey Hunt, are the only two backup offensive linemen you've got. So if the starting five can stay healthy throughout the game, I think you can roll Russell Wilson away from guys like Miles Garrett. He's as good on the run as any quarterback in the NFL. You saw that last week versus the Rams. So as long as those starting five guys stay healthy, I'm okay with it. I'm not panicking, but man, if anybody goes down, their depth is a major problem this weekend, dude. Yeah, I mean, it, it is <laughs> it's interesting, and Yupati has, has been able to play, so, you know, you kind of hope he can make it through this weekend, because, you know, if they thought, if they thought highly of Jordan Roos, he would have had, he's had plenty of chances to get, um, you know, make the team before now, and Joey Hunt, I mean, he's a guy that they've, they've been able to get by with, but he's super undersized, especially at, at guard for, for this team, so. Right. If I asked you who was who was the number one rated Seahawks offensive lineman when it came to pass blocking this year per Pro Football Focus, who would your guess be is the is the number one rated pass blocker on the team? The uh, is there a minimum amount of games played in that category? No, no. Okay. Yeah. Who would assume that they've had at least at least uh, you know thirty snaps? Okay, um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Jamarco Jones. That's a good guess. He is actually the number one pass uh, run blocker. 
among the offensive linemen. The number one pass blocker is George Fant. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, he's, he's graded so far in the short time, but he did finish the Saints game, played, you know, a number of snaps there. He's, he's over 80, 80.8 um, was his grade for, for Pro Football Focus. And I think people forget a little bit. Dwayne Brown has not been himself so far this year, partially due to injury, but his pass block grade is 70.6. So he has been uneven and there is a chance. I'm not saying for sure, because it's a big difference subbing for a guy mid game versus, you know, everyone knowing that that you're going to be the guy out there and them targeting you. Yeah. But there's a chance George Fant could be better than an injured Dwayne Brown. Well, there's no question about that. There's also a big difference between those two sample sizes <laughs> that you mentioned right sure, there between absolutely. George Fant and Dwayne Brown. And again, I mean, I just got done telling you how I think that uh, George is as ready for this as he's ever been in the NFL. So again, I mean, would I rather have a healthy Dwayne Brown, a healthy DJ Fluker? Of course I would in this game on Sunday. But again, I, I think Dwayne Brown's game, as you said, hasn't really been there, mostly because of the injury. But let's keep in mind, the guy's 34, Brian. At some point in time, his play, his 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 quickness is going to stop and it's going to you know, start to wind down. I mean, father time, you don't see guys playing left tackle in the NFL at 35, 36 years old very often. So at some point, the Seahawks are going to have to look for his replacement. I honestly thought that they would consider his replacement in the draft this last year at the age of 34 and have that guy ready maybe in 2021 or beyond. So that's why I think this weekend for the future of that position, I mean, hell, if George Fant plays well this weekend and fills in for the next month or month and a half, you know, five, six game stretch and looks pretty good in those five or six games, I would not be surprised to see Dwayne Brown cut at the end of the year and George Fant take over that starting left tackle role. They would save a ton of money under the cap. It's a homegrown guy, a guy that they put a ton of effort into to turn into a legitimate offensive lineman. So this is a big, big weekend for George, for Dwayne, and for the future of that position uh, for the Seahawks. So again, I mean, yeah, you're facing a really good you know, player in Miles Garrett. Got seven sacks so far for the Browns in, in five games. But man, if there's any quarterback in the NFL that I would trust to roll away from him and get things done on the run outside the pocket, it's Russell Wilson. His passer rating even under pressure this year has been amazing. Uh, the numbers are ridiculous for him. 113.8 passer rating under pressure, number one in the NFL. So I'm not I'm not totally jumping off a ledge yet over this offensive line situation. I, I'm not either. I, I disagree with you on a couple points, which is good because we, we usually agree. Yeah. It's kind of well, you're wrong. That's OK. <laughs> I'll be the judge of that. So <laughs> uh, one, you know, I think you just were saying it partially maybe to be nice, but maybe you actually believe this. I don't think the Seahawks, I would not be happy if DJ Fluker was healthy right now. I'm actually really excited that Jamarco yeah. is going to play there. Yeah. I think that the offensive line coach, Mike Solari, primarily, Pete Carroll's even mentioned it. I think he is being incredibly pig-headed about the players he's putting on the offensive line. And if it takes an injury to DJ Fluker to get Jamarco Jones in the lineup, so be it. Because I'm pretty convinced that he is better than most of the guys on that offensive line. I actually yeah. believe that to be true. And, and the other piece here is, I, I, I don't know, I don't know that they do need to draft or add anyone on left tackle because I think they're too deep at left tackle after Dwayne Brown. I think they have George Fant, who they believe can play. And then Jamarco Jones is, is a left tackle by trade. So I think they have two guys there that could be options. And look, if George Fant plays really well, and yeah. Dwayne Brown returns this year, 
then maybe, possibly, hopefully, that would make them think about, well, maybe we should sit Jermaine Effetti. Maybe George Fant would be better at right tackle. And we could actually have a situation, you know, like the Chris Terry days back in 2002, where we finally get a right tackle that knows what he's doing and the offense performs at a much better rate. So I think Jermaine Effetti is a huge, huge liability. I yeah. was disappointed to hear Pete Carroll even talk about the fact that he's improved this year. You know, I think he should be talking about the fact that he needs to get a lot better. And honestly, they should be making changes there because if we end up with a situation where you get, uh, maybe you have Dwayne Brown at left tackle, maybe you have um, George Fan at right tackle, you have Jamarco Jones at right guard, and maybe just maybe, Dave, this is really hopeful, but I believe it, maybe Upati goes down and Phil Haynes is actually an improvement there. I think you might think I'm totally crazy. I think yeah. the offensive line might actually be better if all of those things happen. I think you're being, you're being a big homer right now. And that's what I love about you. Um, you're being very optimistic. I also love your optimistic nature. I wish I was like that more often to be totally honest with you, but I, I don't think we're saying things that are that opposite of each other. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I would rather have DJ Fluker because I think DJ Fluker is a better run blocker. I think Jamarco Jones looked good against the Rams on Thursday, but it was one game, right? Let's see what happens again and again and again with this guy. So he could be a more versatile player than DJ Fluker. I think he probably will be because DJ Fluker is a terrible pass blocker. So the bar is not very high, but again, I mean, with George Fan at left tackle, I just think whether it's him or Jamarco or whoever, if they get good play from those guys, it'd be very easy at some point to move on from Dwayne Brown. I agree with you on a Fetty, by the way. I think the bar is so low for Jermaine Effetti that it's ridiculous. I mean, Pete Carroll basically sees a guy who, as long as he's not false starting, as long as he's not holding, as long as he's not pooping his pants on a Sunday afternoon, then he's performing. And I think the yeah. bar has dropped dramatically for Jermaine Effetti. Okay, never mind a guy that false starts and gets called for holds. How about a guy who actually pushes people away from the pocket? How about a guy mm -hmm. who actually does not need help from a tight end every single play? How yeah. about a guy who pushes a defensive lineman or a defensive end downfield and protects Russell Wilson? So we've gone from expecting a guy to actually help in pass protection to a guy who now is expected just don't mess it up. And that's a problem at right tackle. So I do agree with you on Jermaine Effetti. His time is certainly limited with the Seahawks. I mean, I, I, I'm trying to remember, Brian, the last draft pick, first-round draft pick, where the Seahawks did not pick up the fifth-year option but he was re-signed anyway. Yeah, it doesn't exist in the Pete Carroll, John Schneider era. Right. That's, that's so, how Bruce Irvin, you know, like, yep. yeah, they, they don't do that. So, so Afedi's days are done. I mean, that's, that's, the, that, that's the hope. Yeah. That's the real He's hope. not going to be here next year. He yeah. will not be here. If they wanted Jermaine Afedi, they would have picked up the fifth-year option, okay? So he's gone after this year. But again, I mean, just going back to this weekend's game, you know, look, I mean, that throw that Russell made to lock it going to his left all arm to hit him on the uh, on the sideline with that great, you know, balancing act by Tyler Lockett. There's nobody better right now outside the pocket, I think, than Russell Wilson in the NFL. So if you had a pocket passer, maybe you'd be more of a concern if you had a potted plant, a guy who can't move outside the tackle box. I think it'd be a bigger concern. But and again, maybe it will be a giant factor and a, a giant problem on Sunday, but I'm not losing sleep over it right now. Not yet. Well, so last thing before we, we wrap up here. Um, uh, one, I don't think it's Homer-ish to say that your your existing players are not as good as your bench <laughs> players. That's not Homer-ish. <laughs> that is actually... You are a Homer, though, but not because of I that. Am, that. I am, but I, I, don't, I don't think that that's a good example of being a Homer. I, I just, I think that there's a real miscalculation of 
who their best players are on the offensive line. And I think there's a real reticence to play young guys. I think they just want to have the older vets in there. And I think it's, I think it's holding them back. And I think Jamarco Jones last week was the first example, the first proof point of me being right. So we're going to find out if I'm right um, this weekend as well. The next thing I'd say is, you know, anti-homer, I don't know why, Dave, I can't put my finger on it, but the Seahawks are four and one. They're tied for the best start in franchise history. Yeah. And, I feel like they're going to lose this weekend mm. Browns. And, wow. and, and I'm, wow. I, I don't feel good about this game. I, I, I don't feel good about the Seahawks right now. Overall. I, I yeah. think that they are a mediocre team right now with an MVP quarterback. Mm. Well, I think, I think two things. I wonder how much different your attitude, which is terrible, by the way, how much <laughs> See, better your, we're, we're, I was a okay. homer two seconds yeah. ago. How much better your attitude would be if the Browns had not been blasted by San Francisco on Monday night football. And then also how much better your attitude would be if Chris Carson did not fumble that ball that got returned for a touchdown by the saints and how much better your attitude would be if they did not allow that punt return touchdown against New Orleans. If this football team is 5-0 and right now, and those little minor things that we talked about don't happen, I think your attitude is maybe a bit different. I mean, look, I understand playing the wounded animal in Cleveland. I think Baker Mayfield is massively overrated. I really do. I mean, look, you want to find reasons why you're wrong. You want to find reasons why this guy is a legit NFL quarterback. His numbers everywhere you look, look terrible. Under pressure, 22.3 rating, completion percentage of 34, deep balls, 29.8 rating, last in the NFL. Play action, 81, that's 20th in the NFL. No play action, 64%. His career rating is, his career completion percentage is barely over 60. The guy is totally overhyped. There's going to be a week where he has a big game, and maybe that's this weekend. But I think if Pete Carroll's right that Clowney and Ansa are just getting warmed up and there's more in the tank for this pass rush, they should have no problem getting in this guy's face. Go back and listen to Mike Robinson's interview with Cliff and Puck from this week. He's basically describing a moron in the pocket for Cleveland, where if this guy has to go to his second and third read, he can't handle that. Any quarterback can drop back in a five-step drop plant their back foot and fire to a, to a, uh, you know, a wide receiver as his number one option. But when this guy has to start thinking and start looking around the field, he's a freaking turd. So if this front seven is as good as we think it can be, and I'd feel better about Jaron Reed playing this week versus next week, by the way, if this front seven really has more left in the tank, the way Clowney and Carroll are talking about, they should have no problem putting pressure on this guy and making him freaking think. Cause when he thinks he has a hard time. Yeah. Well, you know, I will say last thing here is it's those, all the things you said, if those things had happened, I might feel better, but really what would make me feel better is if the defense and the special teams were performing at a, at a higher level than they have been. So I, I, I just haven't seen this defense, especially the pass rush yet. Yeah. Yet click. Um, I think the run defense has only been okay. I think the secondary has been not great. And I think the special teams has been a huge disappointment. And so I, right. I want to see those units start to step up. I think this offense is really what we want it to be. And the, the real hope I have for this weekend is past Seahawks team defense was maybe variable and the offense would come and go. I think Russell Wilson's played five straight good games and maybe he can make it six straight. And that's where we get our consistency. So, well, Nick Chubb is a concern this weekend. I mean, that's a bigger sure. concern to me than 
uh, Odell Beckham or Jarvis Landry or Baker Mayfield are. So that's a big concern for me as well. Uh, no question about it. This defense has the weapons to play better than they have, but they are improving. I mean, Shaq Griffin, to me, is a better player now than he was in week one uh, against the Bengals. I'm seeing a better player there. I like Jamar Taylor. Glad he's here. I'm curious to see how much nickel they played this weekend. But I just think, again, in the end, man, uh, you got a game that features Russell Wilson on one side and Baker Mayfield on the other. That is a That's game right. you have to find a way to win. And the story done, all right? All right, I know you've got uh, important Get a better attitude, man. Come on. Nice weather. There's not a cloud in the sky. The sun's out. You need to freaking check up from the neck up, for God's sakes, man. What happened to you? Let's That's do it. Let's do it. Well, hey, have a great weekend, and uh, go Hawks, man. Thanks, man. See you, buddy. Go Hawks.